that he he covered his own cost to get to Puerto Rico. to serve our people. And I know sometimes we can see around us in the news and what Telemundo puts out and all that craziness and we think, oh God, our youth are surrounded by so much evil. And it may look like we're surrounded, but we're surrounded by him. And uh, we need to know how to fight our battles on our knees, and we need to get involved, guys. Because this is the guy that with 300 defeated an army that is, was way bigger. This is the guy that with 12 men revolutionized and turned the world upside down. But we need you, man. We need you. So this is my challenge for you this morning. I have some papers out there where you can put your name and your contact information to get in contact with that family right there, guys. We need your prayers, specific prayers for what everything is happening. Because let me tell you, Ramon doesn't, he only, doesn't only put up this camp once a year. Throughout the year, he's uh, resourcing and coaching local youth leaders here in Puerto Rico. So it's a whole year thing. We need volunteers. Man, we could have used a couple of van drivers. God knows that was a challenge to take people to and fro. Uh, we need people that could cook or provide the food so we could have eaten a little bit <laughs> better, right? Not complaining, just saying. Uh, and many, many things. Get in touch with them. Ask them, how can we pray for you? How can we help you? And also, we will need uh, someone that is willing to provide financially. $20 a month could add up, guys. Each family, $20, $100, it's a good investment. And I want you to be praying about how God would like you to partner with what he's doing here while you watch this. It's been a wonderful week at World of Life Camp in Puerto Rico. We have 100 teenagers. 25 of them come to Jesus Christ as a savior, and many of them dedicate their life to Jesus Christ. So here, son of the testimony. Hola, mi nombre es Mia, y este es mi primer año en el campamento, y en verdad este campamento cambió mi vida, me ayudó a acercarme más al Señor, y tomé la decisión de aceptarlo en mi corazón. Hola, mi nombre es Joshua, estoy en el campamento Palabra de Vida en Puerto Rico y esta semana decidí entregarle mi vida al Señor y aceptarlo en mi corazón. Hola, mi nombre es Paola. Esto es mi primera vez en el campamento Palabra de Vida. Este, este campamento de verdad me cambió la vida. Es muy especial, no es igual que cualquier otro. Y aquí tomé la decisión de aceptar a Jesús como mi salvador. Eh, bueno, mi nombre es Luis Guillermo Mercado Torres. Eh, soy de aquí, de Juana Díaz. Eh, ¿verdad? En este campamento, es eh, un campamento muy especial y pues tomé la decisión de, de reconciliar mi vida con el Señor y entregarla eh, totalmente para, ¿verdad? para su servicio. Mi nombre es Debbie y en el campamento Palabra de Vida acepté al Señor en mi corazón. Este, mi nombre es Alexa, estuve participando esta semana en el campamento de Mi Identidad en Cristo. Así mismo como el título, encontré Mi Identidad en Cristo esta semana y agradezco a todos mis, a todos mis consejeros que estuvieron ahí para mí y mi decisión esta semana fue entregarme al Señor y aceptarlo como mi salvador. Hola, mi nombre es Franklin y esto es mi primera vez en el campamento de Palabra de Vida en Puerto Rico y yo entendí que debía dar mi vida a Jesús. Hola, me llamo Sheilani y al principio no me quería quedar en este campamento, pero me terminó gustando y tomé la decisión de aceptar a Jesucristo en mi corazón. What can you say? What can you say? Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, we give thanks. Amen. I, am. I guess I'm supposed to preach now. 
but I took my wife's bulletin for the uh, prayer, and she told me if I didn't get it back to her, I was going to need prayer. Uh, the children are dismissed to Children's Church. Um, uh, Miss Edith, if you have two kids, the kids are dismissed to Children's Church. Uh, uh, can somebody show the folks? I, if you don't know where to go, they can show you where to go. Uh, Greta can show you. Know, they'll show you. Your children are welcome here, but if they'd like to go and have fun and make a craft and be in Children's Church, that would be great. We're just glad that kids are here. Amen. So this morning we begin our new sermon series. Uh, a new one starts today called Psalms. God speaks to us, and we speak to God. One of the things that makes Psalms so unique, this book so unique in the canon of scriptures, is most of the Bible is God speaking to us. But in Psalms, half of it is people speaking to God, very frankly in some cases, and God speaking to the people. So the title of our sermon series this month is Psalms. God speaks to people, and my hope, my prayer, my expectation is that God will speak to you this month as we read through this wonderful book together, but that also you will become involved and you will speak to God. If you remember, we learned a few weeks ago from the Westminster Catechism, the chief end of man is to glorify God and to enjoy him fully forever. Last week when we were reading about the songs of heaven in Revelation chapter 4, we heard, and for thy pleasure we are created. We were created for the pleasure of God. He put us here on this earth that we might please him. And one way we please him, for some reason, is spending time with him. He loves it. So what we're going to be developing over the next month Hopefully, and hopefully it'll, and here's my goals, not on your notes. My goal is that August will be a time of concentrated spiritual growth for our congregation as we read the scriptures together. That's my hope. That's my goal, that five weeks from today we can look and say, wow, wow, look what God has done in my life. <clears throat> now we'll become more like Jesus. That is, the Holy Spirit quickens the word of God into our hearts, and we are praying and we're communicating with him. We will become more like Jesus, that we will please him. My, one of my goals, to be really honest, is that we will develop, and some already have, but we'll develop spiritual disciplines. Spiritual disciplines where we're daily spending time with him in his word. And we'll, once again, once again, we'll fall in love with this book. Fall in love with the word of God, especially in particular the book of Psalms. So... Here we go. We start off today, and in our and our adventure together really has four parts or four ingredients, and and these are on your notes. Not a whole lot of notes today, okay? In your notes, the first ingredient <clears throat> is daily private reading of the Psalms. We are going to read through the Psalms this month, and every Sunday in your bulletin, and also on our web page and on our Facebook page, it'll tell you what we're reading. And we're taking a plan that was developed by Dr. Reverend Dr. Billy Graham. Uh, Reverend Graham, every, every month he would read through the Psalms and the Proverbs. And his plan, I, I, I didn't learn it from him personally, but uh, I learned it from his teaching in a book that he wrote on the 1st, which is tomorrow. This is a perfect timing. Today's the 31st, so tomorrow starts. On the 1st, you would read Psalm 1, add 30. 31, add 30. 61, add 30. 91, 121. You would read five Psalms each day. If you're just reading it, 15 minutes max, and you're done. Now, I must forewarn you, as the Holy Spirit begins to talk to you and begins to work in your heart, you'll find out, oh, this is taking more than 15 minutes, but this is really good. So, uh, but it, we're, it'll take us, take you about 15 minutes and we'll read through the Psalms in a month. You will have read, there's 150 Psalms. There is 31 days in the month of August. On the 31st, we read the 119th Psalm, which is really long. So we only read one Psalm that day. All right, let's have a quiz. Let's have a quiz, see how good you are. Uh, next Tuesday is the 10th. Next Tuesday, not this Tuesday, a week from Tuesday is the 10th. What Psalms are we gonna read? Anybody? 10? Oh, John, you are so smart. If, if, if this were a class, I'd give you a gold star right there. But that's just how it works. We're gonna read through the Psalms together. Um, so the second ingredient, oh, no, 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 no. 
I got a, a verse that has been really... A, a, when I first started out reading the scriptures, it was, it was, a, it was a, a source of help for me. Psalm 119.18, the psalmist wrote, Open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things from your word. And I know for some of you, possibly, maybe, you're thinking, oh, I try reading the Bible, Pastor, and sometimes I get very bored, and it, it just doesn't do for me what it does for you. I hope that's not the case, but there may be some people who feel that way. When, when, when I would struggle, and especially sometimes when I go through those books that are maybe a little more challenging, like Leviticus, or Ezekiel for me. Those are harder books for me. But they're still the word of God, and all scripture is inspired by God. But I would pray, oh, Lord, today, open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things from your word. And, and, and we remember we learned a few weeks ago that we need to humble ourselves before God. We, there are never any six easy steps to spiritual growth. There's never any, oh, read this, and boom, you become more like Jesus. It is only as the Holy Spirit breathes life into the word of God. The King James word is quickened. The Holy Spirit quickens the Word of God. It breathes life into it. And, and, when we, and, we, and then the, the Word of God, which is quickened, breathes life into us. And then, hopefully, I just remembered, I was supposed to be recording this for Christy. I'm so sorry. And I don't know how to do this. Welcome, Christy. We're halfway done. It's my fault. But the Holy Spirit quickens the word of God. And when it becomes alive and real and it ministers to you and it, it, it engraces you, and then hopefully as we're engraced and we're quickened, we can give life to others that we come in contact, contact with that day. I would invite you, not as like some rote prayer, Oh, open my eyes that I may hold wondrous things from your word. Open my eyes that I, no, but sincerely, oh God, oh God, oh God, I want to do this this month. I want to do this month. I want to read the scriptures. I want you to talk to me, and I want to talk to you. Open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things from your word, and watch what he will do. So the first ingredient we'll be doing is daily reading the word of God. Our second ingredient, and we're going to talk a lot about this Tuesday night, and I'm going to show you a little example but we're going to be, this is my journal. We're gonna be some, okay, ingredient one is the minimum. Ingredient number two is we're going to be journalizing. And, and we're gonna talk a lot about this on Tuesday night. How do you write prayers from the Psalms? How do you, how do you hear God's voice from the word of God? And, and how do you to respond to it? Uh, give us an example of a God-quickened word. And what, we'll talk about it Tuesday nights, and then after our first Tuesday night, and those of you who are going to be coming to, on Tuesday nights, today's a little bit of a pitch, I'm not gonna lie, uh, but those of you who are coming on Tuesday night, if you will stop at the table right back there in the foyer after service, you'll get your free, 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 free journal. I bought them myself, you know? And if you come Tuesday night, you get your free set of colored pens so we can learn how to, to write things and, and different things. But we would love, because what's going to happen on Tuesday night is we're going to come together and share, oh, I was reading Psalm 1, and this, was, and this was my prayer that I wrote. Or I read this promise in Psalm 37, to, uh, and, and the Lord quickened it to me. And we're going to sit around in small groups and talk about how God is speaking to us. It will definitely be an interactive Bible study. If you're looking for me to impart great spiritual wisdom to you, we're going to impart spiritual wisdom to each other. And it's going to be, uh, but not everybody can come. We know that, but it is for those who are available. Dinner will be from 6 to 7. This week, Taco Bar. It's the only bar we'll have in Second Union Church right now. We'll have a taco bar. No, that's not true, because the week after that is a baked potato bar. Okay, so if you can just say to your friends at work, oh, I'm going to the bar at my church. Oh, we'll go. No, I'll go there. No, but um, so dinner is from 6 to 7. And then the Bible study is from 7 to 8, but it's a sharp 8 so that people can get home. So the second ingredient in our, in our adventure together is our Tuesday evening interactive Bible study, uh, the, uh, is our journalizing. And the third ingredient, dun, 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 is 
the Tuesday evening interactive Bible study, and they're so close together that I messed up on my notes. The fourth ingredient will be Sunday mornings. Sunday morning, we will come together, and we will take one of the psalms that we read that week, and we will find out what kind of lessons we can learn from it. Next Sunday is, anybody know what day next Sunday is? August 7. Oh, John, you are so smart today. Wait a minute. Let's all look over at John and embarrass him. So, John, if next Sunday is August 7th, what psalms are we reading next Sunday? Oh, you are so good. Yes, yes, yes. Psalm 37 talks about waiting on the Lord. And next Sunday, because, you know, that's kind of a challenging lesson for some of us. Next Sunday, we're going to talk about three different ways to wait on the Lord. So our sermon will be from Psalm 37 and waiting on the Lord. And then we get to have Holy Communion together. Oh, oh, oh. Mm. So look at this next picture. This is a house. Everybody see this beautiful house? It has, well, how, what would you say about this house? Tell me some things that you see in this house. Anybody, what do you see in this house? Windows, yeah. A door. What's that? Railing, uh-huh. Front porch, yes. Anything else? Flowers. Two stories. Okay, you know what nobody said? What's that? Painted white. Yes. It has. <laughs> yes. But you know what nobody said? It has a foundation. Nobody talks about foundations when they look at a house, unless you're an architect, then it's very important. Foundations can be kind of boring, blasé. Introductions to sermon series can be kind of boring, blasé. I'm trying not to, but I want to give us a foundation so that you'll know just a little bit about the book of Psalms and where we're going to be going for the next month. So on your notes, a brief introduction. This is brief, and this is going to be one of our shorter sermons this morning. All right, we're going to get out on time to have lots of time to eat and play games. When were the Psalms written? When were the Psalms written? On your notes, the Psalms were written over a period of a thousand years. It's not like they sat down at one time and King David wrote out all the Psalms. No, 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 no. The first Psalm was the Song of Moses. Moses, way back in Exodus. Moses wrote Psalm 90 about the year 1410, if you're taking notes in your bulletin. So the, 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 dating and the date of the writing of the Psalms, it starts in 1410 B.C., and the last Psalms that were written are what's called the post-exilic Psalms. Post means after, exilic, exile. When the children of Israel were coming back from their, their exile in, in Babylon, they wrote these Psalms. And actually, well, well, we'll read one in just a few minutes. So the book of Psalms was written over a period of a thousand years. Let's look at something from Psalm 90, from Moses' Psalm. This is Psalm 90, verse 2. Moses cried out to Jehovah, the Lord, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Now, how could you, how could you, you in your, let's say, the, you won't read this one until the 30th of the month. But on the 30th of the month, there you are, and you're reading the scriptures. You're sitting, you're kneeling, you're at your coffee table, you're in Burger King, you're in Starbucks, wherever. Well, you have to be careful you're in public, if you're in public. But you just say, oh God, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Remember, you were created for the pleasure of God, and you're going to sit down and take time, and you just say to him, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Who? Another psalm that he wrote. And then, so that would be a, a, a prayer of praise from the psalm. Teach us to number our days carefully so that we may develop wisdom in our hearts. That's a prayer I could pray. Moses wrote that one in, in verse 12. Teach us to number. Lord, help me to use my time wisely. Help me to use my time wisely to number my days aright that I might be, have a, develop a wisdom. 
But this next one, this next one, I, let, let me give you the, this one, verses 16 and 17. This is a psalm that I pray frequently. And it says this, and it, I'm trying to give you an example. How am I going to pray these things, Pastor Parker? I don't get it. What do you mean? This, here's how I would pray, verses 16 and 17. Let your, and I pray this one. Let your work be seen by your servants. Oh, God, we want to see your work in Second Union Church. We want to see you work. We want to see you do your thing in this church. Let your work be seen by your servants. And that would include me, Father. I am your servant. And your splendor, I want this one even more, by their children, no matter how old your kids are. Oh, God, reveal yourself to my kids, to our kids. I... In my journal, I have pictures of all my kids, and I pray, for, and my brother, because my brother, and all my kids and my grandkids, and so I pray this, and I pray for them, every because I sometimes need a little help to keep me on track, but I pray for them, but Lord, and, and in an example of how you could pray, let your splendor be seen by our children, oh God, I want my kids to know you, oh God, I want my kids to know you, oh God, I want my grandkids to know you, that they may see your splendor. He goes on and he says, let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us. Sometime in the coming months, we're going to do a, a, a sermon or two on divine favor. God has no favorites, but he does bestow favor. Oh God, I want your favor. Oh God, may your favor rest upon me. Let the favor of the Lord be upon Second Union Church. And then establish the work of our hands. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Oh God, we can't do this thing by ourselves. We need you. We need you to help us establish the work of our hands. Build us up. Amen? So that's just a simple... But see, I've been doing this for <coughs> quite a few years. And, and plus, I come from a more expressive background than some of you. But that is an example of how we can pray the word of God. The post-exilic psalms. You know, we're talking about when the psalms were written. The, one of, an example of the post-exilic psalm is Psalm 126. And it was actually on your bulletin cover this morning. You'll notice over the next month, every, your bulletin cover, your call to worship, your prayer of confession, your prayer of assurance of God's forgiveness, everything will be coming from the psalms. I'm trying to demonstrate how we can pray these psalms. But in, in this psalm, you got to picture it. The, Israel, the Israelites had been in Babylonian captivity for at least 70 years, some for longer. And then the Lord moved upon the king's heart, and he said they could go back. And they wrote this psalm. They wrote this psalm. And how do I know that? Some of the psalms, when you're reading through them, like Psalm 34, which was our call to worship this morning, it told exactly. David wrote this psalm when he pretended to be crazy in front of King Abimelech. And it tells you exactly when it happened. This psalm, it tells you. When the children of Israel were coming back from Babylonian captivity, can't you see hundreds or thousands of people when the Lord, Lord Jehovah, J, that's the covenant name of God, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, restored the fortunes of Zion, Jerusalem, the people of God, we were like those who dream. Our mouths were filled with laughter then, and our tongues with shouts of joy. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. And I thought that was, I thought that was so good, I put it on the cover of the bulletin. Can we not say, the Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. All right, then let's try it together. Another interactive moment here. Here we go. So we're going to say, the Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. Ready? One, two, three. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. Amen, 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 amen. Authors. You know, some people think David wrote all the Psalms. That is not true. David wrote about 75 of the Psalms. King David wrote about 75 of the Psalms. And you'll know it, he wrote it because it'll say on top, in the little title, it'll say, A Psalm of David. Okay, uh, our call to worship this morning, Psalm 34, written by David. Other authors include Asaph. You're going to see a song of Asaph. Asaph? Who in the world is Asaph? Asaph was a priest in the temple who headed up the music of the temple worship. He was like, he was the worship leader in the temple. The, the name Asaph actually means collector. 
And people say that he probably, the, the Jewish people would say, and who are we to question them, that he collected some of the psalms that were sung during temple worship, and, and they were still used even in synagogue worship today. They're not exactly the way we sing, but they are sung. So Asaph wrote about 12 of the psalms. 12 more were written by the sons of Korah. The sons of Korah were like the, the sextants of the church, of the, of the temple. They took care of the building, but they were more than that. They loved, they loved God's house. They had a passion for God's house because remember for the Jewish people, that was the very presence of God on earth in the temple of Jerusalem. So they loved, and almost every psalm that you, no, every psalm that you read from the sons of Korah, and it'll be in that little title, is about God's house or God's presence or the temple. Have you ever heard these words before? Better is one day in your house than thousands elsewhere. They wrote that. They were just saying, oh, Lord, L, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, Jehovah, better is one day in your house than thousands elsewhere. Lord, I can have 10 minutes in his presence in the morning, and it's better than the rest of the day. They're the ones who wrote, uh, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than dwell in the tents of the unrighteous. Because they loved their jobs. They were passionate about it. Other people who wrote psalms on your notes, uh, Solomon, he wrote two, David's son. And the rest of them are anonymous. We have no idea who wrote them. But uh, they're good. All right, so I'm finishing up now. Yes, finishing up this foundation. What are the types of psalms? My goal is that over the next month, we will have some from every type and you'll get to experiment, experience them. There were la laments. Over 75 of the psalms are psalms where the psalmist is in a bad or desperate situation. He's in a bad, he, the other he's, in a bad or desperate situation, and he tells God just how bad it is and cries out for help. Half of the psalms are people talking to God. That's what makes them so easy to pray. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. Cast me not away from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. You know? And when you think you've been done really wrong or you've been betrayed, by, there's Psalms where he says, I could have handled it if it was my enemy, but it was my friend who'd walked with me to the temple who has betrayed me. There are so many Psalms. One thing I love about the Psalms is all these emotions, but there are songs of lament. The second one on your notes, there are ones that are hymns of praise. An example would be Psalm 8, Psalm 93, Psalm 145. A long time ago when I was in Bible school, I took a whole semester of Psalms, and we had to memorize a bunch of those Psalms. I still remember Psalm 8. Oh, Lord, it's a Psalm of praise. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. When I consider your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him? And it goes on and on and on. But it's a psalm of praise. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. And there are psalms that we can use as praise. We're going to be singing two psalms as part of the sermon each week starting next week. There are hymns of thanksgiving. Give, uh, that would be Psalm 9, Psalm 30. Give thanks unto the Lord. And, and, they, and a lot of them give thanks for very specific things, like the, the bountiful crop uh, they, and, uh, and, and the Lord's provision. There are songs celebrating God's word. The, biggest, the best example of this is Psalm 119, which is the longest psalm. It has 176 verses. Psalm 119, here's one, a little bit of trivia about Psalm 119. If you look at Psalm 119 in your Bible, you'll see that after every eight verses, which was a stanza of poetry, there's a, a Hebrew letter. Psalm 119 is an acrostic psalm, and it's written in the order of the, alpha, the Hebrew alphabet. And each of those letters is one of the letters from the Hebrew alphabet because good Jewish boys would have to memorize the entire 119th psalm before their 13th birthday. And so they had the ABC. Have you ever done something you gotta remember? Have you ever played on the way to grandma's house? I brought an apple, I brought an apple and a B, ABC. And you memorize, okay, they memorized Psalm 119 through this acrostic psalm, and they would learn it through their alphabet. But Psalm 119, 
There are wisdom psalms. And we're going to close with a wisdom psalm today from Psalm 1. Your little bit of, I know, like all this head knowledge today. Um, the Old Testament is divided into five sections. There's the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible. There's historical books, which is Joshua through Second Chronicles. There's wisdom literature, Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Solomon. And they're, they're poetry, they're love songs, they're, they're Hebrew, Hebrew poetry and wisdom literature. And then there's the major prophets and the minor prophets. But the, these type of psalms, wisdom psalms, have themes from the wisdom books. We're gonna, I'm going to show you an example when we close this morning. There are songs of confidence. On your notes, psalm enables worshipers to deepen their trust in the Lord amid difficult circumstances. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He may, and, and it's, you know, the surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It was a song of confidence where they the, the, could deepen their trust in the Lord. And finally, last on your notes, historical psalms. And uh, remember, the psalms were a Jewish songbook. Uh, they predate the Christian church. And they, in many of the psalms, they would recount their history and lessons that could be learned from it. I'm a history person. I really like the historical psalms. If you're not a history person, they might not be your favorite. So there are other types, but this is our introduction this morning. Now, here's what I want us to do. Would you, if you don't have your Bible with you, would you take out the pew Bible and the, in the seat in front of you and open it to Psalm 1? Okay? Let's, let's see if we can apply this message. Psalm 1. It is on page 489. Here's what we're going to do. And on your, if you have your notes here, and really, we're going to be done pretty quick. We're going to read this psalm. I'm going to put a couple of verses up on the screen, and I actually took one of my older journals, the journal from the beginning of this year, which I never thought I would share with anybody. It was my journal, but I want to give you an example of how we can write prayers, of how we can claim promises of God and, and words that he speaks to us. So Psalm 1, can we read it? That this is, yeah, leave this one up here for now, okay? Psalm 1, from your pew Bible. I'm reading it right here. Everybody with me? We're going to read together. Psalm 1, page 489. This is one of those wisdom psalms. Uh, one of the psalms that talks about uh, the theme of the wisdom literature, which of course is the word of God. Here we go. Psalm 1. Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or take the path that sinners tread, or sit in the seat of scoffers. But their delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law they meditate day and night. Definitely a theme about the word of God. They are like trees planted by streams of water which yield their fruit in its season and their leaves do not wither. In all that they do, they prosper. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Now, that was one of the five psalms for tomorrow. And that took us what? 80 seconds or so to read it. It's an example of how easy this can be. Now, can I, I took, here's what I do, okay? I'm just giving an example. It might look totally different for you. And this is what we're going to be learning to do on Tuesday nights and then practicing each week. You'll, you'll have your journal. And, and for me, I, and I have, this is the one I'm, I, I, right now, but I wanted to pull one out because what I do in my prayer time each morning, as part of my prayer time, I read uh, my prayers from the past and what God has said to me. And sometimes the lessons you learn when you read them again, it's like, oh, oh, oh. So here we go. For example, I want to give you, I, I'm, I never wrote this thinking I would share it with somebody. Other, I told my son Daniel he could have when I died, you know. Uh, Psalm 1. 
I wrote, and this was on January 1st because I was beginning the new year. I always begin the month of the new year with reading the Psalms. Lord, as I begin, and so here I'm writing my prayers. I'm just talking to him. Lord, as I begin another by first reading through the Psalms, I come to Psalm 1. Yeah, now, yes, I come to Psalm 1. Here is a prayer to begin my new year based on Psalm 1, verses 2 and 3. So here's the verse. His delight is in the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it day and night. He's like a tree planted beside flowing streams that bears its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. How would I make that into a prayer? How could you make that into a prayer? I wrote this. Remember, I didn't write this to read to you. I wrote this to God as a prayer. I do delight in your instruction. And I ask Holy Spirit that in 2022, this was the first day of January, you help me, according to Philippians 2.13, which is a verse I pray all the time that says, it is God who works in you to will and to work according to his good will. Because I realize I can't do it in my own strength. I need God to work in me. So in 2022, that you help me meditate upon your word at the day and night. I need God's help. All of us need help to be consistent. Then I will be like a tree planted beside flowing streams. And it says that bears fruit in its season. And here's my prayer. This is an example of how you could pray. Oh, Master, please may 2022 be a season for fruit bearing. That was my prayer on January 1st, and it came straight from this psalm. Oh, Master, please, may 2022 be a season for fruit bearing. Jesus told us, oh, and then, of course, I memorized some other scriptures, and John 15, 8 says, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. And because I knew that verse, I tied it in with that, with this psalm, and I said, Jesus told us, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. Holy Spirit, I desire to bear much fruit to my Father's glory, showing myself to be Jesus' disciple in 2022. Psalm 1 goes on. I'm just reading from my journal here, and I'm almost done, to say, whose leaf does not wither. For me, I'm understanding this means health and vitality, energy. And I wrote, thank you, Lord, for health in my years. My birthday had been a few days before that, so I wrote 1 to 65. Now in 2022, I ask for a continuation and even increase in health, in energy. Uh, for your glory, may my health give you, may give reasons for people to amaze you. Can I tell you two things quickly? The rules in China for sharing about religion or sharing about Jesus, in our case, is is if you're an employee of a university, you cannot talk to those students unless they ask you. Now, if they ask you unsolicited, then you can talk to them. That's allowed. So there is a song. So, and I, I believe that the Lord has given me health and vitality because those young college university students thought I was like the ancient of days, you know, really, really, really old. And, and they would say to me, Professor, Professor, Mr. Parker, Mr. Parker, I don't get it. How do you have so much energy? And how do you have all this? And I would say, do you really want to know? And they'd say, oh, yes, yes, we really want to know. Do you really want to know? Oh, yes, yes, yes. And then I'd say, well, the Bible says that he satisfies our desires with good things so that our youth is renewed like eagles. And I spend time with God every morning, and he renews my youth like the eagles. And that's where all this energy comes from. I'm going to be honest with you, 95% of the time they would go, oh, <laughs> you know, like, I really wasn't expecting that. But there, and I can think of the one young man, Hill Hitson, he actually, it was a long trip, but that was the initial contact, and he came to faith in Jesus Christ. But, uh, you know, so you can pray these things, and I, you know, if they lack, wait, so we'll just keep moving, Okay. I ask, Father, in Jesus' name for prosperity. Uh, oh, you know, because it says, whatever he does prospers. And I wrote, I ask, Father, in Jesus' name for prosperity in 2022. Now, remember, I wasn't writing for you to hear me. Not just as some consider prosperity, and I wrote it with green with dollar signs. Although, that would be nice if, it were, if you so chose, amen, with a smiley face. I mean, I was writing to God. And who says you can't be, you know, tell God how you really feel? But prosperity... Success in all I have to do in 2022. 
I ask all of this in Jesus' name, amen. And that was my prayer from Psalm 1 that day. But I'm trying to show, give you an example of what we're going to be doing. Now, being honest, if you write that much, you will not be done in 15 minutes. You won't. But you would be surprised if you ask the Holy Spirit to open my eyes, Lord, that I may behold wondrous things from your word, how he will quicken his word to you. Um, I want to respect your time. Can I share one more thing with you? Because I thought it was, because remember, I read my journals. One more thing. This is the last one more thing, I promise. The last one more thing, okay? Uh, uh, I, I was praying this week, and uh, a rhema, we're going to talk about this in, in our Tuesday night, a rhema is a God-breathed word. When the Holy Spirit takes a scripture promise, and you can never, it always has to be in context of scripture, but the Holy Spirit takes a promise or a verse or something, and you just know in your knower that that's a word for you. It's a God-breathed word. And so <clears throat> one of the values of having your journals, I want to read this to you. And, and then I'll, one of the great blessings of reading the same copy of oh, scriptures over the years is that I can see the rhemas, because I write them in my Bible. I highlight them in yellow, and I underline them in red, and I put a little black box around them, and I put the date about when God spoke to me. But listen to this, because I think this is so interesting, how it comes to Second Union. This morning, I read in, in a journal from 1.10.11, which would have been 11 years ago, 11 and a half years ago, this rhema that the Lord spoke to me. And it was the Sunday that we had announced we were leaving the church and going to China. And the Lord spoke to me and said, I am with you, and I will protect you. Wherever, this is from the scriptures. Wherever you go, one day I will bring you back to this land. And so, to be honest, I wrote in my journal. To be honest, I didn't think we would return to Puerto Rico to, to here again. I interpreted that differently. I thought he meant we'd go back to America, where they have electricity and running water all the time. You know? <laughs> but when I read this, this morning... This was on, um, so this was on one five twenty one. This morning, I sent an initial inquiry to Second Union Church to serve as interim pastor. Lord, how funny, yet fantastic, if, if this is to come to pass, if this were to come to pass, that his word where he said, one day I will bring you back to this land. And when I read that, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> but God does those things. See, he's a communicating God. God, our God, we are not deists. We are not deists. We believe that God wants to be involved in our lives daily. And God desires to speak to you. And this month, as I'm closing my Bible, that means I'm really at the end. This month, as we read through the Psalms, my prayer is that God will speak to you and you will speak to God. And at the end of the month, we're going to be like, we should, I don't know, I hadn't thought about that. We should have a celebration part. Next month's potluck. We should have a celebration of what God has done in our life and how he's spoken to us and he's quickened us and he's given us life. And all of God's people said? Amen. And that's the end of the sermon. <laughs> so, um, I, can I pray for you? Can I pray for you today? Let me pray, please. I lift up my hands in the name of the Most High God, humbly. Father, I pray the next 31 days will be a time of intense, purposeful, spiritual growth. I pray, Lord, that you would give us the will to do what you want us to do, creating us a desire to be in your word. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will open our eyes that we can behold wondrous things from your word. I pray, Father, that you will quicken your word to my brothers and sisters as they deliberately take time out of their days in this coming month to read this wonderful book where you speak to people and we can speak to you. Help us, God. Help us, God. And I know ahead of time that all kinds of interruptions and unplanned things are going to come up. Help us to make a date, that we have a date with our Savior 
We have time with our best friend where we can read his word and allow him to speak to us. It's, it's on our calendar that we have time with you and that we would please you. Oh God, may the people of Second Union Church be a people that bring pleasure to you. And, and, that, and as we bring pleasure to you and you give us your grace that we touch this world for Jesus Christ and we make an impact in Puerto Rico. In Jesus' name. Well, that was kind of wimpy. I just prayed my heart out. In Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> That's all right. Not everybody is enthusiastic as I am. And I need to appreciate that. You know? Amen. That's the, that's the note that I'm supposed to. We're going to receive the offering. And I lost that page in my bulletin. Uh, I'm still learning. Offering. Okay. So the, uh, we sing the doxology afterwards. So the ushers, correct? Do we sing the doxology after or before? Oh, she's doing the offertory. Thank you for your faithfulness in giving. Thank you for your faithfulness in giving as the ushers serve you. Thank you. Tú que todo hiciste con amor y para bien Ven y míranos Apaciguá las almas Ven Apaciguá Apaciguá las almas Father, we present to you our tithes and our offerings, and we first of all confess that you are our source. Everything we have comes from you, and we return only a portion of what you've entrusted to us. 
receive our gifts with thanksgiving and we ask that you give continue to give wisdom to the men and women who administer the money of this church may we use it wisely to advance the kingdom of god in jesus name and god's people said amen, amen. trying to think does that chord mean something i'm still learning folks this is only week nine thank you for your patience with me um so we're going to leave in like 90 seconds hope you can stay for lunch with us i hope you can stay for lunch with us we brought the dominoes we brought the uno cards we brought the regular cards which of course my pentecostal grandmother is rolling over in her grave right now uh, and um and we hope you can stay with us and enjoy the meal, some fellowship. Sign up for the Tuesday evening Bible study if you're coming, the meal. If you're, if you're coming for the study, grab your free journal, free. The benediction today comes from 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 2. May grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Go in peace.